Hey everyone and welcome to the Nostalgia Effect, the podcast where we examine movies from our childhood through the lens of adulthood. It's a very weird week. We got me, Amy, Johnny, and Joe here. And instead of talking about what we probably want to talk about, which is politics, we're going to talk about some fun stuff. No, Johnny doesn't want to talk. He wants to talk about fun stuff. Look at him. Yeah. Look how much I fun I only ever to want to talk about. about fun stuff, all right? <laughs> talking about non-fun stuff is just boring. I mean, <laughs> that's just science, you know? Yeah. I mean, literally my entire life has been consumed by the election, so I want to talk, I want to talk about something different. That's fair. That's fair. What do you want to talk about, Amy? Hit us. Hit well, us with, hit us with the news. Talk, What's the news? For talking trailers, I wanted to talk about something that used to be close to my heart. Well, used to be. the originator of this news. Well, what, what are you talking your about? Lungs. Now I'm confused. <laughs> your lungs. That's what I'm guessing. Your lungs used to be yes, close to your heart. Yes, my lungs. I used to be close up. to my heart. Now they're gone. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Harry Potter is one of my favorite things, as it is all of ours, I feel like. Yes. But in recent Go years, <laughs> there have been some very terrible things related to Harry Potter that have arisen within the world and one of those things is Johnny Depp in Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, those fan- just the Fantastic Beast movies in general. I yeah, mean, they're I know not Johnny so Depp's fantastic. got like whatever his problems and are. And but... J.K. Rowling is a well, I mean, yeah, she's got her oh, problems. She's as a well. horrible person, but, <laughs> apparently. Uh... But Johnny Depp got kicked out of uh, the Fantastic Beast franchise, and he's being recast. So... Johnny got kicked out. Johnny, you got kicked out. And it's not the first time I got kicked off a Warner Brothers set, <laughs> and it won't be the last. Kicked, he's been kicked out of nicer franchises than this. Yeah. <laughs> Like the MCU? Uh, exactly. <laughs> um, that is interesting. Um, how She said, so there were supposed to be like, what, like five movies scheduled? Yes. Four or five in there this, this series? There are still going to be five movies. Uh, yeah. There are still going to be I doubted that they have already had. from the beginning. Um, but now with this news, I doubted even more. That they'll, uh-huh. they'll, no, they're, they I know are... in production for the third one, right? Or like it's about to start production for yeah. the third one? And not, they're well, not still anymore. doing it, and it's it's been put on hold though. I mean, yeah, it, it, most most film productions have been put on hold, but they are going to continue with the third one. Johnny Depp is being recast, and it is still slated to come out in twenty twenty two. Interesting. To be, to be fair, when I saw the first one in theaters, at some point I fell asleep. But I, when I woke up and I saw Johnny Depp was like in the movie, I at first thought, wait a minute. Did another movie start while I was asleep here? <laughs> uh, Even though he's very much telegraphed from the trailer that Colin Farrell and him are the same character. Spoilers if you haven't seen the first Fantastic Beast, but are you sleeping under a rock? Well, <laughs> also, if you haven't seen the first Fantastic Beast, good on you. Don't. Because you didn't <laughs> miss really anything. There, yeah. It, uh, oof. Uh, that series, mm, mm. I just the think first... it would have been just cool to just make a fucking... You know, stories set in the U.S. I like, haven't have that magical society and how that works. I mm. think that's an interesting idea, um, but of course, with franchises like this, you can't ever really do the the side stories in the expanded world, right? It's always got to connect to the main thing that made it popular in the first place, like with Star Wars. Yeah. You know, you and like the I, Hobbit and the Hobbit, like you know, I mean, with the, yeah, exactly. Well, the Hobbit does connect to the Lord of the Rings at least. In terms of well, the, yeah, I mean the, it, it does, book. but but the movies. Go I mean the movies make go extra. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. The movies yeah. go yeah. out of their way to like you know be like, hey, remember they, this? They added an entire like 
film's worth of extra stuff yeah. to yeah. that book. I mean, well, yeah, because mm-hmm. they made it, the book should be, I mean, it should be one movie, not It really three. should be. Um, but my, my point is, like, you know, the from the beginning, like, I think that the Fantastic Beasts, Fantastic Beasts is okay. I think it's an all right, like, jumping off point. The first point. one is. Yeah, the first one. I mean, I don't, what's the second one called? Fantastic uh, Beasts. Crimes of Grindelwald. And, Johnny Depp is the titular character. Yeah, I know, but I didn't Johnny see Johnny loves so. titulars. I mean, half of that's right. <laughs> um, uh, uh, well, now, now I'm thinking about something else. Boy. Boy. Joe, you threw him off. God damn it, Joe. Ah, it's not the first time Joe's distracted me with... His titulars. With titulars, <laughs> all right? <laughs> um, but no, like, so... Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting. I just I've heard nothing but bad things about the second one. It'd be really interesting to see what they're going to do with a third one, considering like their main bad guy, like antagonist character, is going to be recast. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, well, I most... was um, mm-hmm. I was listening to a podcast today. Well, I was I was watching a live podcast, and they were talking about this for a very brief second, and I think that they may bring like Colin Farrell back in. And um, do kind of like the reverse, like, you know, they, their example in the podcast was how when Chris Pratt got like all like buff for um, Guardians and then when he and Adam Scott are in London and they're walking up the stairs and he like makes a comment about how fit Chris Pratt is now or how fit Andy is. And he's just like, I just stopped drinking beer. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's how they like kind of made the transition into skinny Chris Pratt versus fat Pratt. Yeah. Um, I think that they're maybe going to do that again with Grindelwald and like bring him back to whatever that one character was. That and Colin have him Farrell stop drinking. <laughs> Johnny Depp will never Farrell. stop drinking. All right. His tattoo says wino forever. Yeah, exactly. Like literally the fact that he drinks is kind of the reason why he's not on Fantastic Beasts anymore because it led to some things that led to some things that led to litigation for him getting kicked out. Well, yeah, but it sounded like it was just a, an incredibly toxic, violent relationship on both sides. Yeah, it, yeah. Because didn't, didn't she do some stuff yeah, too? Amber, yeah. yeah, Amber Heard was they were uh, getting on her for some domestic abuse as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they were they they were not good together. Like, they worked at being terrible <laughs> together. Fire and oil mixed together, and it was yeah, exactly. explosive. Yeah, Boom. not fire and oil, fire and gasoline. Mm. Uh, same difference. I mean, you know. Well, well, the real see the real trick with gasoline is you got to mix no, it. No, no, no. We're it's not talking air about to gas, It's an air to fuel podcast. ratio. No, Joe. Fuck we're you. Not a science podcast. <laughs> Goddamn science. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, because I, I saw the second film in theaters, mm-hmm. I didn't like the first one. I saw it twice. See, I. I didn't like the first one. Fell asleep in the movie during it, which is my which is my emergency escape really for something I don't yeah. like because I fall asleep. Yeah. And then I saw the second one in theaters, Sarah and I, and we were both getting really uncomfortable and like fidgety, you know, like like little kids mm-hmm. at long movies. <laughs> and then I and I kept like dozing a little bit, just like barely, just, like trying to stay awake. And then Sarah said, "You know, should we just leave?" <laughs> and we never we've never really walked out of a movie, even that last Hellboy film. The, mm-hmm. with david harbour which mm-hmm. was awful it was just loud and gross um but uh, i said no let's see what happens and then she goes okay and then she sits there for another couple minutes and then she looks at her watch and she goes it has another hour left and i said oh no fuck it let's leave and so we left i never even <laughs> finished like, it well that point i just get the fuck out of here and it's like we've like on one hand i can count the number of movies that i have walked out of 
Yeah. I mean... I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. We were... We and we have. had we had A-list by this point, so it also kind of felt like it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. That's why I saw it twice, is because I got to see it a week early at... Oh, God. I don't remember where I saw it, but I got early tickets to it. And then I had A-list, so I went to see it again, just so I could have, like, a more extensive... No just so she could review. subject herself to it twice. She, Amy's she, a bit she, of a masochist. She wanted to make I sure am, she hated well, it. <laughs> remember, guys, I'm the one that got that free dumbass Justice League t-shirt. I am a masochist. <laughs> You're the one who started this podcast. You have that to is talk true. to us now. You're a masochist. Yeah. <laughs> I, you did yeah, it to yourself, God. Amy. All right. you this, did is it to why, yourself. this is why I have alcohol every episode. Mm. You guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coping mechanism. Explains a lot. <laughs> um also do we want to have a brief little discussion about sean connery the beloved uh, james bond oh, oh yeah beloved dr jones senior uh-huh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um yeah i was kind of you know i was thinking about the last movie he did so so you think about james bond you think about untouchables you think about uh, indiana jones and the last crusade you think about all of these really fantastic movies he was in and some weird ones um, and then think about the very last film he was in was the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Was it really? It was. He hasn't acted. He hasn't acted since that movie. Yeah, and that well, movie. No was, way. He retired. I mean, he yeah, retired I know he retired, but because what happened was he was um, he was supposed to be in the Matrix, and like they wanted him in the Matrix, they sent him the script. Like he said, the the first Matrix. Yeah, and he, they sent him the script, and he said, well, "I don't understand this." And so he passed. So he passed. Mm-hmm. And then... Who would he have been? Uh, I think Morpheus, probably. Oh, that makes sense. Nope. Um, He's then, wise. Yeah, you know, mentory. And then he was sent the script for Lord of the Rings. And once again, he, he read it, didn't understand it. And then... Gandalf? Uh, yeah, Gandalf. Although I always assumed... Um, it was Gimli because John Reese yeah, right? showed up and did his oh, best yeah. Sean Connery impersonation. No, I think we talked about that in we the episode about before. This. That, yeah. 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 Um, but, no, but, we never talked about it in an episode. We talked about it when we watched Two Towers for My Birthday. Uh, oh, yeah. That makes sense. They're all, but, it's, yeah, it's all the same. It's yeah. all mixed up in my mind. <laughs> anyway, so then, so then he read, um, so then he, and then he got sent the script for League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, which he read, didn't understand, and assumed it was going to be a huge movie like the other ones that he passed. Um, and it wasn't. <laughs> and I think he finally decided, you know, I don't understand Hollywood anymore, so I'll leave. I mean, yeah. I think that's what happened. I Honestly, mean, he had think, the right idea. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Extreme, ex, uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Boom. Yeah. There it is. Which is, I don't know if you guys remember that. Swan one, song. But yeah, I've never it. seen it. It's, I liked it at the time, but I, I, I kind of remember. The, I don't really remember it all that much. I, I know it's it like at, completely yeah. different from what the Alan Moore comic book is. It, it is, yeah. I liked it at the time too. I like the book. Uh, I still have it on DVD. I've not watched it in ages. Um, I think it's time to bring it out in yeah, honor of the Sean Connery. You know, and what's interesting about that film too is uh, he. There was a character added to it because there were too many like European actors in the mo- movie, and and the studio was like, mm, "We're afraid. We're afraid that uh, people won't care about this movie because there's a lot of foreigners in it." Mm-hmm. And all I could think mm-hmm. of was, "But Sean Connery's one of us. It doesn't matter if he's Scottish, <laughs> you know." Maybe I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Sean Connery, I guess. <laughs> well, the only I I feel like the only thing I've really seen Sean Connery in is Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones, yeah. Although no I will bonds. probably start watching. I've never seen we've not, we've talked about this. I've never seen a James Bond film. I know, but once again, information that is troubling. <laughs> but I, I have I have decided to start watching all of the James Bond films soon-ish. I have some other movies that I need to watch before the end of the year. I'll be but. really curious to know what you think of them because they are, I think, especially in today's time, problematic um, at best. I mean, and, the older ones for sure. Yeah, and I'll, I mean, they're mostly... Campy, not good. I mean, yeah. they're very well. Campy. I love campy films, yeah, but and, and also, like, my dad and I have very similar tastes in film. Mm. And James Bond is one of my dad's favorite series, that's mm-hmm. why he likes Indiana Jones so much, yeah. And I love Indiana Jones, uh-huh. I love like Back to the Future, it's one of my dad's favorite series as well. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like I will enjoy some of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'll be curious to see. I'll be. I'll be. You, you look, keep us posted. Keep I us have posted a feeling that I will not enjoy the new ones because I'll be like, these are too much like Mission Impossible. That's what I got from the um, n- not the new one, the James Bond twenty five or whatever. Oh yeah. The Never too the, late to die trailer. The tomorrow was like, is never yesterday. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is too much like Mission Impossible. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the, the new ones two. are so much better, though. So, like, I mean, I, I the mean, first, I mean, at least because we talked about Casino Royale a bunch. Yeah, Casino yeah. Royale, fantastic. Oof. Quantum of Solace is good if you watch it right after Casino Royale and pretend mm. like it's the action packed ending to the film. Well, because we were supposed to watch Casino Royale before. Like actually, I think this week. Yeah. Or yeah. next week or next episode mm-hmm. because that's when. The new James Bond movie is supposed to come out, but that didn't happen. Nope. Um, and then, um, and then Skyfall is amazing. After that, uh, the one that came after Skyfall was no good, and I have serious doubts about the one that's supposed to come out whenever it does. Yeah. But but really, Casino Royale, amazing. Skyfall, amazing. Well, you guys ready to talk about? Not some, James Bond. <laughs> not James Bond. Not James Bond some, at all. In the, in the some Saturday Night Live. We're going in the 180, 100 yeah, degrees, opposite direction. Of Our everything we've been talking about. SNL sketch inspired film. What was the so, first one? Wayne's World. Wayne's World. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. So, f- well, actually, technically, no. The first one, pretty sure, would have been the Blues Brothers. No, 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 ours. That we wa- the that, one, that we, we haven't done Blues about. Brothers episode. It's on the list, but we have not done it yet. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant just like having been made Cro- chronologically. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no, we know that, that we have uh, talked about. We're very self-centered, Joe. Yeah, come on, come on. I know. <laughs> Get out of here. Um. Okay. So, uh, Coneheads. 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 This is a movie I have not seen. I have seen some of. The sketches, not uh-huh. all of them, but uh-huh. some of them. Like, like all, the, like you've seen all the sketches all the way through. Or you're just kind of aware of little bits from the sketches. I've seen like at least three sketches fully, like all five minutes okay. of the sketch. All right, all right. And you knew about the movie. You knew that yeah, it existed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. But like for me, Jane Curtin in a film that is aliens pretend or in a form of media of aliens pretending to be humans is not this it's it's third Third rock Rock. from the sun which 
Um, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll mention this now. The co-writers of this film are responsible for creating Third Rock from the Sun. Yeah, that makes sense. Huh. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bonnie and Terry Turner. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I do love Third Rock, though. I love it. Yeah, Third Rock's great. I never watched Third Rock. All I know is that it's got baby Jewess of Gordon-Levitt and Johnny Frank prefers, Stewart. Johnny prefers a much Stewart higher number the... of rocks. He prefers 30 rocks, not yes, Third Rock. 30, <laughs> now, 30 rocks. Now, that's a television show. Um, <laughs> yeah. He has to have a ma- he has to have a minimum number of rocks. Hell yeah! <laughs> That's why he doesn't like Dwayne the Rock Johnson. There's not enough rocks there. Mm. That's true. Just just it's just the one. It's the mm-hmm. rock. I remember like uh, I remember the the cover art of this movie. I did uh, as a kid. I don't think I knew that this was an SNL like skit. I didn't really have much of a history or knowledge of SNL until like my teenage years. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like I sort of remember this like. This movie just because they look so weird. It, it's like the look is very strange. So oh, yeah. I mean, I feel like as soon as you see, yeah. it, you're like, "What the fuck is this fucking movie?" And that sort of was like my reaction as a kid, like seeing it in the video stores or whatever. So I didn't really like know what it was. Uh, I knew it was Have like a comedy. I know I hadn't seen it. I'd never seen it. Um, and I've never, I'd never really seen like parts of it either. Like this is a movie that I, I knew existed and I knew it was a thing, but I'm not like a big. Dan Aykroyd fan, so, like, <gasps> it was, like, not... This is news to me. I mean, it's not that I'm not a big... I'm just, like, not a... It's not that I'm, I'm like, shocked, against sir. it. Shocked. I'm not against Dan Aykroyd, but I'm not, like, oh, it's Dan Aykroyd, sweet. You know? It's kind of just, like, whatever. Um, and so, this movie just never... I just had just no interest in it. Just never... On the I face remember of it, it had nothing for you. It had nothing for me. I remember the cover art being super weird uh-huh. and being like, "Oh, this is weird as this. This looks fucking weird <laughs> and off-putting." Something about it was just off-putting to me. Uh, and so I was like, "Yeah, I just didn't give a shit." And then later, I was like, "Oh, Coneheads!" I knew that there was a, it was an SNL skit, like it had mm-hmm. originated mm-hmm. as sketches, you know, from Dan Aykroyd, from all these people in SNL. Like once uh-huh. I learned more about what SNL was, yeah, and you know, got to more familiar with it. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. I, I know that this was like a successful SNL movie, right? So I don't know, honestly. Okay. I don't know if it was successful because it's, because I, uh, I, I am on the IMDb page. Well, let me check, discuss. Because I, f- I, I feel like it's a movie that a lot of people go, oh yeah. You know, I, but- I, I remember it being like, not referenced, but at least just like, oh, Coneheads, like that concept of it being a thing. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And have it being around. Uh, so I thought it was successful. I thought it was just like something that people really liked. Yeah. Um, but maybe not. I don't know. Had had you ever seen, in, in between when you were born and now, <laughs> have you seen any of the sketches, the original sketches from... I don't think I have. No. Okay. All right. Interesting. They Interesting. don't have any of the... Um, Box office gross? Oh, wait. No, never mind. They do. It was... 33 million budget and it only made 7.1. Ooh. So, opening weekend USA. Bomb. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Never mind. That was just opening weekend. Um, Worldwide was 21 million. Still Still not good. (laughs) 21.2. Still not good. And keep in mind, like, when it came out, 1993, it was a sketch on Saturday Night Live in the early 70s. So oh, was it really? It was, it yeah. Was, yeah, that's when Dan Aykroyd and Jane um, Grinton were on SNL. I guess that makes sense. Starting in 75. Uh, and I don't know when the first Conehead sketch was, but let's just say 77, maybe 76, something mm-hmm. like that. I looked it um, up a while, uh, the other day because I wanted to rem- know how many Conehead sketches there were, but I don't remember when the first one was. Yeah, so, so I mean, that was already like a 
15 year old property you know wow the first one was in 77 oh hey well boom i got it nice Um, yeah so so it was so it's already kind of one of those things where it's a little bit I want to say baffling about like why why did you in 1993 decide all of a sudden yeah, that there needed to, to make be a Coneheads Cone movie? Well, because, because Wayne's because World of Blues Brothers and Wayne's World because Wayne's Worlds did good, right? Wayne's World Wayne's, Wayne's World was did really later well. though. Okay, but I th- that wasn't it. I thought it was in the 80s. Was it 90? No, no, no. It was it was like 92, I think was maybe. It? Yeah. 92, yeah. So it was, like, oh. right before. Ah, yeah. I see. Um, and, and, and Wayne's World as a sketch had been on in the late 80s, early 90s, yeah. during the mm-hmm. Mike Myers era of Saturday Night Live. Uh, Blues Brothers, I think, was 1980. Uh, Dan Aykroyd left Saturday Night Live and I think, mm-hmm. 79, something like that. So that so, was, like, hot off the... Hot yeah, off yeah. That, like, yeah. And, and, and the Blues Brothers themselves had all, were also a real band, that tour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, it was just one of those... One of those things. It's just, it's just like one of those baffling. Why? Why this movie? Why now? Yeah. Why now? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, surely Cones had. We're not like at the tip of popularity at that point, right? Uh, no. Probably no. all the people that wanted to go see it were like thirty something, like parents. Like my my mom probably had she did had she not had a three year old and was probably I think. Oh, I know no, that three year old. Pregnant with my sister. <clears throat> I know that three year old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had she it's not had a three-year-old, she probably would have gone to see it in theaters because apparently, I did not realize this until like five years ago, my mom was a massive fan of Saturday Night Live. Which doesn't fit the profile that we have of her. No, that is very because true. she wouldn't let me watch it. Yeah, well, you know, that's what pa- parents for you, am I right? Yeah. Boy, uh, an right. enigma and, wrapped in and a Joe, question. I assume that you really like this movie, or you yeah, Joe, had liked it as a child because okay. this was your pick. So I was, I, I was, I was raised on classic Saturday Night Live, and uh, I, I don't remember seeing this film in theaters. I would have been eight. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't remember seeing it in theaters, but I just remember seeing it at some point and loving it because of one. Uh, Saturday Night Live fan, lifelong. Well, not anymore. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd fan, lifelong fan. Um, even though I recognize he's now crazy. Um, and <laughs> uh, um, and uh, yeah, I, I've always really enjoyed this film. Interesting. But I haven't seen it in uh, a bit of time. I'm interested to see it because I have not watched a Conehead sketch in a while. I probably should have watched some leading up to this, just you know, to refresh myself on mm. the Coneheads. Mm. No, Amy, Amy, yeah. you went in, you went in dry. Wow. I, yeah. Wow. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I mean, okay. I, I'm just, I didn't even, uh, I didn't even bother. I was like, I want to go into this kind of clean, see what, see what, like. Oh wait! I thought you were gonna say you didn't even bother to watch the movie. You're like, nope, no. I didn't even bother to watch. The I, movie. I was like, <laughs> I got it. They got it. They have cones on their heads. I get it. They're aliens. <laughs> so you guys ready to actually just go watch? Yeah, this let's, movie? let's watch yeah. some bad boy. Before we watch the movie, a quick word from our sponsors. And now our feature presentation. And we're back. We're back. We've been conified. Okay. Time for the cone bone. Cone bone. <laughs> oh, oh, drone. God. Please stop. <laughs> Joe. Yes. How do you feel about this movie now? Honestly, I think it's a gem. I think it's fantastic. Really? Yes. 
I did not enjoy this movie. Really? I mean, there's parts of it that I enjoyed, but at the same time, I got so bored watching this. I was so bored. I was like, I would be like, oh, cool, look, like there's an SNL person, or there's like a really great guest star, mm-hmm. yeah. or like a cameo or something, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. that's it. Uh, yeah, I sort of agree with Amy. It's got good bits. It's got really, it's got some really funny bits uh, that I really enjoyed, but as a whole, like as a movie, yeah, it's only an hour and thirty minutes, but it was it, there were yeah, it was sometimes a where it was a little boring, a little long. I stopped taking notes out of after Adam Sandler appeared. Uh, Adam Sandler might be my favorite part of the movie, though, of just his yeah. little sketch, his little bit yeah. is so yeah. good, and he looks. This like was a, like right after he started. Yeah, and he's um, like a baby. He's, he looks like a child, SNL. which is even yeah. makes it even funnier that he's like. Like doing my this, note like, is. My last note is I love the classic Sandman. <laughs> the That's like that is that is Adam Sandler peak SNL like ah yeah. I love that Adam Sandler it's so good. <laughs> um, that bit was funny. The bit where he's chewing the uh, the condom as yep. yeah. chewing gum the first gun. time. Um, that bit got me really hard. Um, mm-hmm. But just in gen so in general I don't like this movie. Well, it's not that I don't like it. It's just that it's. It's weird and off-putting and not in a good way. You know? I yeah. like weird. I like weird. But this is like... I don't know. Staring at like... The time. The time. I think for me, the thing that was off-putting was the flow of time in this film. I felt so out of place in where they were in their own time area. Because mm-hmm. like when he first goes to Sinbad's store and he's like... Or they're in the motel with Kramer... Yeah. yeah, and then it all it all of a sudden jumps to him working at Sinbad's store, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. like, it just goes from a motel to the store, and he's like, all of a sudden got this job, and then he's like, oh, I need to get a real job, move into a house because my wife is pregnant. Then all of a sudden he's driving a taxi. Then all of a sudden he has this house, even though that whole thing where Jane Curtin gives birth and they are like in the house and they have like that home video sequence that. I understand the sequence of time there, mm-hmm. but there's just like three huge jumps in time that just threw me completely out of the film, and I think that's kind of where I stopped paying mm. attention. Mm. Interesting. I can see how the film can feel a little choppy. It's 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 wild to think that uh, the movie probably takes place over the course of ooh, nearly twenty years, sixteen you know? to eighteen years. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like it takes place over a, an extended period of time. Well, I mean, yeah, because yeah, like, you would assume that they have the same gestation period as humans do, and the same age rate, like aging rate, as humans do. Uh, I don't know. They they don't have much in common. I don't with think they ones. thought. I don't think they thought that much into it. Oh no! <laughs> Listen, Ackroyd. See, I'm that's sure where he did. my head was this entire time. No, I'm I'm sure Ackroyd did because like when he wrote Blues Brothers. He didn't. He'd never written a script before, so he wrote uh, like a, a a personal history for each member of the band, and his original script he had to put inside of a telephone book because it was this thick. I mean, yeah, but that's yes, like this is a 80s Dan Aykroyd. This podcast. is 90s Dan Aykroyd, where he's just like checked out. He's just. Like, I don't. Th- right. I don't think he's changed. He to this day can still name every piece of equipment that's on the Ecto One. No, he can't. Yes, he can. Call him. Even call with him all right the now. Drugs in his system. <laughs> Call him right now. I don't think so. Um, but, you know, there, there, like I'm saying, there's some really funny bits in this movie that are well worth watching. But, yeah. like, 
Ah, the movie as a whole, just, I don't know. And I just yeah, don't, I don't like, think... I, I get the conceit that it's like, oh, they're aliens and haha, they don't, you know, understand human. They're different. Whatever, yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of offset by the fact that nobody finds them or anything that they do weird or strange or out of the ordinary. Well, you see, and that's, for me, that's where the comedy comes from, that there are these people like, I think that's with kind heads of funny. that are like, like traffic cones and everybody's just like, okay and they're like yeah. we come from france and it's like all right sure yeah you come from france like it's it's so preposterous but people are so polite that they don't say anything and and that they're and and the other thing that i've always really loved and it's been like a, a, a centerpiece of the sketches is uh how they speak you know the we will remunerate remunerate with uh, metallic tinder discs and then she like yeah. drops a bunch that of got old which, super quick interesting which yeah. uh yeah because you get the joke set up, you know what I'm saying? You get. I'm sorry, Amy. Go ahead. Oh no, keep going. Because mine has a little bit different. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying like it's the. Yeah, it's just the same kind of joke again, like over and over. There, there. Yeah. It's basically the uh, the little uh, what's it called? Strange planet or whatever. The little alien. Yeah, that's literally that was that's literally pretty what much I was what it say. is. I mean, obviously this came out before. This came out before, but it's pretty much what it felt like. Except it was, uh, it was, I don't know, just repeated over and over and over. Yeah. Again. Just, yeah I, it's I, like. It, it's like each little time jump section is a sketch from SNL mm. and they they fit together but they also don't fit together because there were some things I feel like that they just kind of blew past that felt important at the time and I can't like I made a note that things like just don't they don't for, they forget about things and I can't even remember what they were because they kind of just blew past some things that felt important. Interesting. Okay. See, one of the things... They were I... too... Like, they were just, like, focused on getting this sketch, like, 20 minutes of a sketch, mm -hmm. 20 minutes of a sketch, mm -hmm. and then the last, like, hour of a sketch. Mm. Or the last, like, hour of the film is an entire sketch with the daughter. Interesting. See, what's funny to me is I think... Because it's definitely, that was like the, the whole point of the sketch, like the Conehead sketch was, it was, you know, uh, preposterous that these people were passing as, as humans. Um, and, uh, and everybody was like, there's, there's, a, there was a sketch where they're on Family Feud or something like that. Mm -hmm. And one of the, one of the answers was like, you know, f like foods that you eat or something mm -hmm. like that. And then Beldor goes, organically inactive meat or vegetable product between two starch planes. And then the, and the host goes, all right, show me organically inactive meat or vegetable product between two starch planes. And then the, the thing goes, and it goes, sandwich. Yeah, sandwich. All right. You know, and it's just yeah, like, yeah. like, that's that makes ridiculous. Sense. Yeah, but, but I mean, that works. That makes I, sense for a five minute sketch. It works yeah. for sketches. It's, yeah. it's harder well, to pull off in a, well, in a film. So that's, well, that's where I'm going is that I, I, I did like what they came up with was um, this like uh, Michael McKeon as a Trump era anti-immigration guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with, that was with his with his with his horrible electric shock collar plan, which I'm sure to this day is still a wet dream of conservatives and yeah. like the border I did, Nazis. Well, I think I did. Think I had was... a feeling that Trump would want it if he had seen this movie. He would be like, "Can I get that, please? Yeah. Give me a thousand of them." No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, and so I, so I, 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 I thought it was a really smart. Um, 
it was a smart it was a smart thing to do to give this movie like a a, a, a current underneath that they were essentially on the run always just a little bit even yeah. even though they they, they could yeah. put down roots finally that they still had to always worry about their safety something that was actually uh like a little bit of of reality in an otherwise preposterous film yeah yeah i think that for me it was kind of negated by the fact that nobody else found them weird Oh no! I think they thought they found them weird, but just nobody said anything because everybody yeah. was just you know. And that's 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 the preposterous thing that I really like. Mm. I mean, yeah, I can see that. Um, I can understand how it gets tiring over it's it's essentially one joke through for one yeah. oh, over for, what ninety for minutes an hour for ninety minutes yeah. 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 Um, so I get that, but I feel like for me, it's it each each new gag about how weird they are. Mm-hmm. is itself funny. You know, like when he walks into the shower and he's got no ass crack and everybody's like, huh? <laughs> you know, but they don't say anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. You just, I, it was just like, I get it. And it's slightly amusing. Mm-hmm. And, but it's just like, I don't know. I don't think this definitely doesn't, because like I don't have the, I guess, appreciation for like early SNL stuff and Dan Aykroyd in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Dan Aykroyd or Jane Curtis, like I don't really, you know. I did. Uh, speaking of Thirty Rock, uh, Jan Hooks is uh-huh. in here, uh-huh. and uh, I was like, "Whoa!" Also, cause... also an SNL alum, because she was what? she was on. She, and... Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I, that's what I was. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And and Kevin Nealon, and she was in Third Rock. And is she really? Oh, she no, was. wait, she was. No, was she? she was the one who was um, obsessed with um, what's his face, um, the main alien, John Lithgow. John Lithgow's character. Yeah, she Dick. was like his girlfriend in a couple episodes, or like really obsessed with him and she and Jane Curtin's character had a little bit of a tiff. That's interesting. interesting. That's pretty yeah. funny. Um, but I do think the, uh, this movie's got great, just great cameos from like literally everybody. On everybody. At yeah. that time. Yeah. Or around that time. And it's, and like John it's Lovitz, really good. That was you know? my favorite John part Lovitz, was like, yeah, Phil my favorite Hartman, part was just like picking uh, out all of the, all of the SNL people. My favorite part, well, not my favorite part, but just like the beginning credits of this movie, just seeing all the names pop up and I'm like, Ooh, mm. he's going to be in this movie. Ooh, he's going to be in this movie. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. And then it's like Sinbad. I was like, yeah, Sinbad. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, what's funny is, is, there's there were uh, Saturday Night Live um, people from sort of, sort of from that era: Kevin Nealon, Jan Hooks, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler, um, like all those folks. But then also there were some classic SNL cast members too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Garrett Morris was in there, and so was Lorraine Newman, who was the original, the original daughter, yeah. daughter Connie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was uh, my recasting, by the way. Oh, it was. <laughs> And uh, and of kind course, of, not really, but kind of. And of course, Jane Curtin, who was also you know an original cast member, but a well, star and like here. Michael um, McKeon, how I remember how Michael you say his last name. I'm, yeah, yeah. He later became a cast member for a while. Oh, he was. Huh. Yeah, that was that was um, actually one of the uh, facts that I found, but I didn't pull. Yeah. But he did become a cast member for a while, and that's huh. not a member, cast member. Wow, that's funny. Well, would you look at that? Though Michael um, McKean's really good in this movie. Yeah, and, and, and I love how David Spade is such a... Such David a Spade yes is really ball. good. Really. Uh, he plays that character like... Yeah. Here, let me take that. First... He's having yeah, a tough he's day. He's having a bad day. Yeah. This is uh, the first of his and Chris Farley's films together. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Even though they have no scenes Yeah, they have together. no scenes Yeah. And Chris Farley is like... He's uh, I good because he's Chris Farley I, and he's always doing that. Yeah. But like... 
as a character, like, he wasn't why Chris would Farley. why would she ever like this character? <laughs> this guy's like such a like loser. I don't know. Yeah, he's just like yeah. I don't know. And he always but just I looks, get it. But it's know. also yeah. I can speak to that as a former teenage girl and a current thirty year old woman. You like the dumb ones a lot. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. Um, you want to change them. You want to make them better. But he's <laughs> fucking, you know, it's Chris Farley. I don't know. Chris Farley's great in it, but, like... And I also mm, thought that know. he was older. That, like, he was, like, 25 or something, and she's, like, 16, 17. You know what? Like, I was I, thinking it, about that. It felt, that. like, very weird. The, this watching was the first time that I, I put together that I'm pretty sure she's in high school, and he's quite outside of high school. Yeah. Yes, because, I mean... There, he's working at like a like a garage. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it could be a side day, job. Yeah, like on a and weekend. she was also yeah. at the mall, so yeah. like they weren't in school. The enclosed you retail know. establishment. Yeah, so you know, um, but <laughs> but he's also drinking a beer, and he actually admitted that out loud in public. He's just like <laughs> that's because he's a bad boy, Amy. That's why the ladies love him. I mean, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I have to ask, so as I was watching this, I was personally thought and i was watching it on sd on the dvd copy that i own mm-hmm. um you didn't watch the netflix version i did not i was uh, whenever i'm always just a little bit concerned that a movie like that is going to be slightly edited something will be removed you know mm-hmm. like like maybe uh, they yeah. didn't get some digital rights to something mm-hmm. um so so yeah i was watching it uh sd in sd i felt with a couple of exceptions that the visual effects actually held up pretty well, um, and that there were there were some some really really good practical effects, like when he when he opens his mouth at the dentist's office and keeps going, yeah. and the the Garthok at the end. Yeah. Um, that was the one thing that I was impressed about the uh, the creature at the end, like stop mo- it was stop motion. It looked yes, like it was. Stop yeah, mm-hmm. it looked like a Jim Henson puppet almost. It yeah. looked really good. Anyway, yeah. I was like, oh wow, it was pretty good. I would I wouldn't have expected that from such a you know the rest yeah. of the. The production design is, you know, well, not bad, but sort of cheap. I mean, what's funny is I found that there were a lot of really clever, like watching it now, because I haven't probably watched this film in more than five years, maybe mm-hmm. maybe even longer than that. Um, mm-hmm. And there were a lot of little things that I was noticing, things that, you know, the the comedies as they are now are usually lightly edited, lightly edited improv, and and this movie has a lot of good visual gags. You know, like entering the frame in a funny way, like when she when she prepares the uh, the pizza and she says, you know, warning, do not sear the top of your neck hole. And then he just like mm-hmm. pops up and he's like, ah! you know, like that's that's yeah. that's like a, it's a funny way to come into frame. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the the scene where they're talking in bed and, and, and then the camera moves back and you realize that they're still standing up straight and they've got they've like bolted nightstands to the wall, mm-hmm. you know, and it's mm-hmm. like that's a, a good reveal. And Sarah, who also didn't really love the movie same as you guys still was like oh when that scene finally revealed itself yeah i mean yeah um, th- i'm saying there's good bits to this movie it's definitely not i don't think it's a bad movie i just i no, don't think it's, it's a bad. movie that i would watch again it's mm-hmm. it's it's a movie that's certainly not for you as as you assumed yeah. there was nothing there for you and exactly and, i was yeah. right i was mm-hmm. right yeah it's uh, <laughs> kind of just i mean i was I'm glad I watched it though because like I'm saying the Adam Sandler bit is fucking hilarious. It's great. It's got a lot yeah. of it's got the like the those scenes have really good pacing. Oh god, they're really good. Um, Which I I wonder like I know you said that 
Dan Aykroyd puts a lot of thought into his scripts. Mm-hmm. But, like, that... I don't know if it's just the fact that I feel like Adam Sandler is a good improviser. Yeah. If that was partially improvised because of him. That's... Or if it was just him really hitting his mark and pacing the scene well. So I think maybe it's a little bit of both because the way that scene is... It, I think it would be hard to write that scene and edit it and have it not mm-hmm. be intended to feel exactly like that everything scene. feels so quick so and on the so fly crisp. so off the top of the head yeah yeah and so mm-hmm. that's that's why i think however whoever was responsible for that i think they knew what they wanted out of that scene going in because it is a brilliant scene mm-hmm. um and uh and it's just and it's it's just you know uh um where are you from you're just hey my mother's from there hey. married a woman called <laughs> yeah. you know and it's just like you know it's just it's so good it's so it's so good oh, um, yeah it it's great it shows why adam sandler should have won an oscar last year yeah or this I mean, year well then if i don't he, know what time is anymore if he if he if he had won the oscar then he wouldn't have inflicted who be halloween on us uh, apparently exactly. that was that was his threat um but um but i think the other thing that i like about this film is is that the Coneheads sketch was a very small one-off joke idea, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the world-building that went into it, the full vocabulary of, of, of words from mm-hmm. their planet mm-hmm. that, are, that are in this movie, that, like the depth of the culture that they have built, um, is, mm-hmm. I think, really impressive. And, uh, and that's, I think, a credit not only to Aykroyd, but also Tom Davis, who's got a cameo in the movie, too and uh bonnie and terry turner like there's there's it's it may not have worked for you but i i i will defend it as a well thought out movie yeah maybe maybe uh i'm saying if you're pulling if you're pulling all of that out of 11 sketches i'll give it to you that it's very well thought out i mean yeah you got a point that yeah because it does i mean i just don't think that how like i just don't think it works as well as you you know say it works <laughs> I, I, I'll accept that I'll accept yeah. that uh, I don't think it's a yeah, bad it concept but like and like you said uh, from from what it started out as like a you know a one note joke to make it its own world you know yeah. mm-hmm. is yeah. I, you're right it is an accomplishment and I don't think they did it a, they, I don't think they did a bad job with it it's just I don't know I suppose this is like you know the movies we've seen recently you know all of them kind of belong in these big worlds, right? These big created mm-hmm. worlds. And, yeah. And those feel like, they have a distinct feeling to them now. So, like, going back and, like, seeing, like, oh, this is a new, like, thing, you know? A new property or whatever, new world. Um, and it, the, the depth isn't quite there. It's, like, sort of there, for me at least, personally. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it just doesn't quite hit the mark. I don't know. I there's, just, something, like, there's something a little bit off about it, and I, I don't yeah, know I feel like... what it is. I, I, I think I can. I think I might be able to pinpoint that for you. Like with Wayne's World, that was the same thing where it started out as a sketch, and then they grew it into two separate films. But the reason I think Wayne's World works so well is because they pull Wayne and Garth from their TV show, put them in the real world, and build their world around the TV show, and give them an adventure to expand upon their TV show within the sketch. Mm. And in this, it's kind of just. A continuation or like i said earlier it's just sketch after sketch after sketch for 90 minutes hmm. interesting because i would actually say the i think that coneheads does the same thing 
that Wayne's World did well about building a world around these characters, like like because mm-hmm. that's really. That's, you know, I think you might be right, but maybe the just thing, didn't do it as well. No, or the as thing accessibly. I, I'm starting to think is accessibility. Yeah, you might be right. It's just that I just didn't like these characters all that much. Mm. Like Dan Aykroyd, like his wife, they're just weird and off-putting to me. Like the cones and the way they speak, and like it's just I don't know something like I don't. It just doesn't connect with me as well as like somebody like Wayne and Garth, right? Like they're people, and I relate to them. They're stupid and dumb, and yeah. like do dumb shit. They're two and kids. So, they're two dumb kids in the basement with a public yeah, access show. Yeah, with a, with a TV yeah. show, and they're fucking around listening to music. Mm-hmm. You Goofing know, on people. Yeah, pretty much. So that's I mean, because you're right in that the movie does the two movies do the same thing, and that it's like we take these characters from this established sketch and throw them into a new environment, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Coneheads, it's Earth. Or not Earth, because that's the sketch, right? The, yeah. The, it's just, um, it's expanding that world, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we never see, a, like, their culture or anything. So, like, we get to see more of their culture, too. Oh, uh, okay. So in, in the sketches, you never actually see, the, like, their planet or their culture or any of that shit? Right. Yeah. So all that was, but like, I invented it... for the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which I okay. think it would have helped maybe if we got to see that a little bit more than just like the five-ish minutes that we got to see at the end of the film. Mm. See, because I don't know, because I thought that like the ending where they go to the pl- I don't know. I liked. I thought it was because I liked the scene. I liked the scene with the um, the monster, mm-hmm. and I like how he you know he hits him with the golf thing. He you pokes know. it in the eye too, mm-hmm. which is yeah. hilarious. Um and I love I, and I love uh David Spade at the end where he's just yeah. like, you know, he's like um but like it all I don't know. I, I it, it was less interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. Than I don't know, maybe there's stuff on Earth. I, so, it just felt weird. I don't know. Yeah, something I just realized is they could have used the daughter since she was born on Earth and she has a lot of earth mannerisms just the fact that she looks different they could have used her as a as a eyes for the audience and used her to kind of explain more because the only time she ever asks any questions about their culture their world she only does that twice and Mm -hmm. one of the times is on the planet yeah and i feel like they maybe could have done that more and help personal make the two main characters, Jane Curtin and Dan Aykroyd's characters, a little bit more personal and relatable to the audience instead of making this making them this standoffish characters that Johnny kind of yeah gets the vibe from from them. Yeah, because they are they are I feel like the, very, yeah, they could have used her a little strange. bit more. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I just don't think I think that might be that just might be the reason that there's no anchor point to really like mm-hmm. unless you saw the sketches and you were a fan of the sketches, mm-hmm. you know, then you have that familiarity. Other than that, there really isn't a familiarity there, um, at least not for me. Um, so it's hard for me to be like, oh, it's Dan Aykroyd's Conehead Beld- Beldar, Beldar, yeah, Beldar, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, it's it's Beldar, like you know, I don't. I don't know. It's Conehead. It's it's a Conehead. Yeah. That's all I know. Yeah. You know, they don't really have. They're not distinct characters to me. They're just people with characters. cones on their <laughs> yeah. heads. Yeah. You know what I'm you saying? Know, you know what else is funny? And I and I double checked before I I'm about to say what I'm about to say. Um, but uh, comparing it to Wayne's World is actually really apt because uh, Mike Myers wrote that film with mm-hmm. Bonnie and Terry Turner. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! That make I mean oh. yeah. interesting. Yeah. Um, were they were they like producers or writers on SNL? Uh, you know, I don't think so. 
Um, let me double check. Mm, yes, they were. They yeah, probably... from 1986 to 1993. Mm, yeah, I guess yeah. That makes sense. They also that makes wrote. Sense. They did Tommy Boy as well. I was just going to say, and uh, they created that 70s show. Oh, yeah. That's what I've heard that name before. That 70s show's a good uh, show. Yeah. I like that 70s show a lot. And uh, they did the Brady Bunch movie. I heard that's really they good. They did Wayne's World 2. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes sense. Amy, do you got any recastings, or are we do we got more to talk about? Well, the only know. recasting I really had was the fact that Lorraine Newman played the original daughter in the sketches on and, SNL, and the original daughter in the sketches was just like them, you oh. know, spoke spoke yeah. like them. Like she them. came from space, like she crashed down with them. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but I do have two fun facts. Hit um, me. And Johnny, this one's gonna make you very upset because I feel like one of the like one of these fun facts you would have really wanted to see. Mm. Um, scenes featuring Colleen Camp, Ellen Claghorn, Brian Doyle Murray, and Conan O'Brien were filmed <gasps> but cut. A lot of so those Joe end up. A lot of those end DVD? up being in the uh, the, DVD? the TV version. Oh, really? Yeah, like like there's a whole scene so that that little bit with Drew Carey in the back of the cab. Uh-huh. Um, Which there's... is Drew Carey's first uh, film feature film role, by the way. Oh no way! Huh? Yeah. Um, anyway, in the in the TV version of that movie, that scene is longer, and he asks something about like, "So, uh, where are you guys from?" And then and then Beldar is like, you know, he's driving the cab, and he's like, "Ah, ah," and he looks over and he sees like a like a bus a, like a bus advertisement for France or something like that, and mm-hmm. he goes. France, I come from France, you know, and like, mm-hmm. and that's and that's the classic <laughs> conehead joke from the original sketches that they come from oh. France. Yeah, um. and so and so that was it. Always kind of baffled me why they cut it out, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, because it does kind of just jump to them being from France. If I hadn't known that reference from at least one of the sketches that I'd seen, yeah, I would have been like, that's yeah. very strange I didn't for them get to just yeah. throw in there because. Adam, they had set up this whole scene with Adam Sandler of them being like getting their fake IDs mm-hmm. and their being backstory. from wherever. The Chico, the Chico, the Chico. But uh, but yeah, the DVD actually doesn't have any of that. It's it's a really old DVD, so mm. it's 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 got the trailer and setup, and that's it. Doesn't even have motion menus. Wow. Oh, and wow. chapters. It's got chapters. Well. I mean, maybe that Region B Blu-ray that I found uh, may have those bonus features on it. <laughs> what other facts you got, Amy? Or oh, um, got any other facts? I got one other fact, and it's actually about them being from France. Hmm. Um, the French dub of this film actually still has the Conehead speaking French when Seedling is trying to catch them um, out of their claim of being French. But rather than asking if the Coneheads still speak French, Seedling instead asks if they have contact with other French people there. Then the rest of the dialogue is basically the French equivalent of the original English track, mm-hmm. but just more natural. Yeah. So I feel like that would have been really interesting. I think the French government had issues with them saying that they were from France. Oh, really? They just flat out refused to say that they just weren't from France just because that was part of the joke from the 70s. Right. Huh. Interesting. I did always like that. I always like that in a movie where some, like, the bad guy who... And it's like, Seedling wasn't stupid. Like, he was actually no. a, a worthy uh, adversary for them in a lot of Which ways. Which I, I just watched Inglorious Bastards fully for the first time last night. There uh-huh. was, like, probably 15 minutes of it that I had not seen before. Uh-huh. And... The scene I always love the scene in the movie theater and, uh-huh. when 
uh, she first introduces them to Christoph Waltz, and he just starts speaking French to them. Yeah. Mm. And they're like, oh, fuck, what are we doing now? Italian. Like, he's going to catch us. Italian to them. Mm. Italian, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Bonjourno. <laughs> that's my favorite part. It's my favorite part. It's just um, a fucking accent. But I do, I do love that scene when he, you know, he starts speaking French, and then, and then the camera like moves in on Beldar, and then he just starts yeah. speaking French right back at him. Yeah. yeah, they both start speaking French too. It's like yeah. I do love the look, the look that uh, David that to, Spade like, perpetuate their life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he's like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, David Spade uh, is really good at this movie. All like the great. bit characters yeah. are. Uh, he's so obsequious. Like he, oh. that's a definition right there. Joe, uh, so this isn't an English podcast either. Yeah. yeah, get out of here with your big fancy words. <laughs> well, all right, I, this is I, all we got. I, th- I guess well, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, final verdict. Hold, I, I mean, I don't think it holds up. I would never like. I mean, I, I can see where you would enjoy it. I, I feel like anybody who has a fondness, or any has seen old this film, person would enjoy it. If you remember <laughs> the seventies, you'll love this movie. <laughs> Like, anybody who has seen the sketches and enjoys the sketches, which I do enjoy the sketches that I've seen, but I don't have, like, the fondness for them like you do. Yeah. And I don't have the childhood memories of watching this. Mm -hmm. I can understand. It's the nostalgia effect. Yeah. It's what we're here for. (laughs) I mean, it's what we're here for. But I would never watch this again. It works better as just a sketch, like a five-minute sketch on SNL, Mm -hmm. then I'm I'm good. Uh, Yeah, I'm with Amy a little bit on this one. I, I will say... The the Adam Sandler bits the Adam Adam Sandler scene is worth watching just on YouTube just yeah you could probably watch that on YouTube and it would make complete sense because it's mean, a sketch yeah, on its own pretty much yeah so like I do think the best parts of this movie are you could just watch the clip on YouTube and you kind of get the same you'd get the same thing as if you watched the movie I feel mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're sticking to your guns Joe you recommending I, this one it holds up. I, I, I mean, it does for me, I, but I recognize it is not for everybody. But the things yeah. that I love mm-hmm. about it, the, the, the depth of the world building, the especially early, you know, like 1993 when they when world building wasn't yeah, as it wasn't much as of a big. thing yeah. now. Especially, yeah, yeah. Um, so the depth of the world world building, the fun it has with language, um, the sheer preposterous nature of the coneheads, the it's, absurdity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 the same kind of. It's the same. It almost feels akin to Muppets in terms of like nobody ever questions Fozzie or Kermit or Miss Piggy. They just totally accept. Yeah, it I can as see is. that. Yeah. yeah. And 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 I do love how how ridiculous that is. How absurd. Um. And and how ultimately, this movie, despite being maybe, uh, I mean, a movie that no, I think in a lot of ways a movie that nobody asked for. Uh, <laughs> True. St- still, I mean, considering it came out thirty years later, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, but it's still basically um is a movie about immigrants coming to America and then, did, and yeah. then choosing yeah. to love it. But and, and... that that so that kind of bothered me. Mm. Just because like of the immigrant I know it's like supposed to especially the beginning it's like the immigrant experience, right? Yeah. Um but it's just so it like It feels mm, tacked on. No, it's just it's just so I mean I get this is a comedy, but I don't know, the immigrant experience to me is not that simple <laughs> yeah oh yeah you know what i'm saying yeah and so like coming from personal experience i'm just like mm-hmm. well that's, that's you know it's awfully convenient you know but it's a movie so <laughs> yeah. i know like it needs to get to the thing but i didn't like how it was like positioning itself as a an, you know an allegory for 
uh, immigrants. Interesting. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, like, it, I get what it was trying to do, like, when he's just like, I'm an illegal alien, and he's like, oh, man, like, you know. <laughs> um, I get that, but at the same time, I'm just like, mm, maybe Dan Aykroyd isn't the best person to tackle these type of issues. He's Canadian, in the, Johnny. In he's, the, not, he's not from around these parts. Yeah, but you wouldn't know that. But, I mean, I, you know, I get it. I see what they were trying to do, and I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, well, I just don't think it. I guess like yeah. everything about this movie, I kind of appreciate. I just don't feel like it hits the mark. Oh, yeah, it's fair. Mm-hmm. I get that. I can see it. Well, guys, let us know. Did you, have you seen Coneheads? Do you enjoy Coneheads? Do you remember Sketch? Coneheads? Does anybody know what we're talking <laughs> Does about? Does anybody out there remember Coneheads? <laughs> Is it a movie that exists? We don't know. Is it know. is it the Mandela effect? <gasps> Did we just watch Kazam? Could have been a could have been a fever dream that we all had. <laughs> like the rest of this. I mean, damn it's highly year. likely right now. I mean, pretty much. She. Well, let us know on Twitter, Instagram at nostalgitis n o s t a l g i t i s or nostalgiafigpod at gmail.com. and don't forget to be kind and rewind. Coneheads. 